0: prophet daniel jedu's podcast say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section, or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. now prophet daniel jedu walks us through the
1: word stay tuned let no one deceive or beguile you in any way for the day will not come except the apostasy comes first What does he mean? Unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be Christians has come. And the man of lawlessness, sin, is revealed. The Antichrist is called the man of sin. Who is the son of doom, of perdition? So I just came to announce to you, if you have received Jesus, who is the only gateway? For you to be born into God's family. Who is the only way by which you can be placed into sonship. If you have believed in this Jesus, there's no way you can be left here. Because you are now a legitimate child. You are now a legitimate child. Of God. And you belong to the family. So those who are going to heaven are those who belong to the family of God. Are you with me? I just wanted to use this to explain something to you. The Holy Ghost was sharing with me because he showed me the scripture and was telling me, so how? How can they lose? When you are born, listen, when you are born, receive Jesus Christ into your heart, you are already born. Now you are born to the family. Not only, it doesn't end there. You are now placed into sonship automatically as an heir. An heir of God's estate. Now in the olden days, there are some monarchs. You know monarchs? There are some monarchs who became monarchs who sat on thrones by adoption. They were not legitimate heirs onto the throne. You remember Tiberius? Tiberius (laughs) Tiberius <laughs> sat on the throne because of adoption. The king or the monarch huh, decided to just pick him and say, you'll be, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll, you'll be trained as an heir. Once I'm not there, you sit on the throne. I can have children and decide, oh, you, none of my children will sit on the throne. I can adopt somebody from outside. But God is a good God. Yeah. He is not going outside his family. If God decides to go outside his family, then Christ's death becomes meaningless. And if God decides to pick some people out of the family, children, to make them sons, then he's not fair. Why? Because nobody, no son, no child of his is outside Christ. We are all found in Christ. So in fact, he cannot even choose any. We are all in Christ as one. So we are heirs of God as one. Are you getting any? So I'll show you this. See, I'm an heir. So you go back to the Romans 8, verse 15. So we've read that one. Alright. So he said, for the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of what? Slavery. To put you once more in bondage to fear. Thank God. You have received the spirit of adoption. Say, I have received the spirit of adoption. I explained to you on Wednesday, what is the spirit of adoption? What is the spirit of adoption? The spirit of adoption, when he wrote the same, uh, I mean the similar letter to the people, to the church of Galatia, he, he mentioned the same thing there in Galatians 4, 5. And when he got there, he did not say the spirit of adoption. To purchase the freedom of, to ransom to redeem, to atone for. This statement tells us that adoption is expensive. He didn't just pick you. Now the word ransom means there is a price tag on you as a slave. So whoever wants you must pay for you. So you see adoption is expensive but God decided to take care of the cost. He decided to take care of the cost for you. You know, we are singing, dearest father, so beautiful. You know, you must understand what has happened. You must understand the love you have for him. You see, when you meditate on these things, it increases the love you have for God. Maybe you have not felt why you love God. Or, in fact, you don't even feel anything for him. It's because you don't know a lot of things. The day you look, he had to redeem you. He had to pay a ransom. Ransom is a price that is put on a slave. If you want that slave, you pay for that slave. And I showed you last week that the price on you, the price tag, not even, it was so expensive that not even gold or silver could pay for it. It was only the blood and the life of his son that was able to buy you from under sin and under the elements of this world. This was expensive. So the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. His only price possession, he gave for all of us, that he would die, and his blood, which knew no sin, which was not stained, which did no sin, which had no sin, which was not blemished, the perfect son, the perfect sacrifice. He could be sacrificed for us. To what? To pay for our ransom, and to redeem us. And set us free. Now look. He set us free. From under. The patria. Of sin. The powerful father. Of sin. The powerful tutor. The powerful father. Of the Lord. We were under them. And they could treat us anyhow. And if you want to go free, you, if I you don't even have the mouth, a slave is only happy when his master is a good master. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but forget it. Sin is not a good master. The law is not a good master. Even though the law was good. The elements of this world, karma, the law of karma, it's not a good father. I was reading and I realized that once upon a time, some, some I couldn't really, it's a legal, something that happened years ago. A father sold his son three times. Yeah, he would just sell him because, he would just sell him into slavery, take money, later buy him back. And then he sold him again. On the third time, when he sold him, he didn't go for him again. I'm talking about the child, a son that he had. Sometimes when you don't understand this thing, you'll never understand salvation. Yeah. And when you want to buy your son back, you have to go to the through the process. Go to like court or something to buy your own son back. Because you sold it. So see, Jesus purchased our freedom to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who were subject to the law. That we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's sons. Yeah. It's clear now. Yes, sir. <laughs> See, he didn't buy us to put us under another slave. Because in those times, in, in Agora, where the slave market, where there are a lot of slaves. So I go and I buy a slave and I put it into my, my den of slaves, if there's a word like that. Yeah. Or my company of slaves. So I buy slaves, I add to slaves. So the way he's treated there, I'm bringing him and subject him to another kind of treatment. But when Jesus bought our freedom, in fact, when he purchased us, he did not put us into slavery. That's what Romans chapter 8 verse 15 is saying that we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Because when we under sin and the law and the elements of this world, we were always afraid. Those who lived under the law were also afraid of their lives. They know they miss it, they are dead. But he said, you have received the spirit of adoption. So he bought your freedom from sin. He bought your freedom from the law. And when he did, you know what he did? He said, you, that were under there, you have now come to become a legitimate member of my family. And that is also not enough. I am declaring you an heir of all my estate. So from a slave to a lord. This can only be grace. Grace makes a man under slavery lord of all. Can you see that? Say I'm lord of all. Do you know what it means? What it means is that you and I. God is the greatest monarch of all the universe. Everything he has, every property and estate he has, he says we are the ones who are taking over. (laughs) It's too good to be treasoning. Which means the whole of heaven will also be under our care. Now, we are not going to do it alone. Christ is not going to do it alone. We are going to do it together. That is why he said we are now joint heirs. We are now joint heirs. Christ used to be the only heir. But when we came, when Christ brought sons unto glory, when Christ brought sons unto glory, according to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, that he may bring sons unto glory. Those sons that he brought unto glory, Became one with him. For it became him. For whom are all things. And by whom are all things. In bringing many sons. Many sons. Many sons. Many (laughs) sons. Unto (laughs) glory. To make the captain of their salvation perfect. Uh, 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 Through sufferings. The Lord is excited about those who appreciate his work. You see, a lot of people haven't found out what has been done for them. You think you are only saved. No, sir. You are not only saved. It's one of them. You were saved into his family. To become a legitimate, not a bastard. We are not bastards. We are legitimate children of God. Say, I am not a bastard. (laughs) <laughs> I am legitimate. I am a, legis- legitimate a legitimate child of God. We are from Zion. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm an, heir. I'm an heir. You see, under the Roman law, the day that heir, that son, is declared an heir. Hey. Now, even if he is not a legitimate child, Of the father you know what happens when he becomes the heir he has every right and every power as though he is a legitimate child of the father I don't know if you get it so so Angie is a slave and I am a father these are my family but I don't see anybody worthy to take off my estate so I see her lifestyle in under slavery and I think she'll be good for my estate because they don't want their legacy to die. You get it now? Yes, sir. So when I bring Angie, I adopt her, meaning I place her into sonship. Meaning that I train her and place her as the next heir of all my estate. Angie, who is not from my loins? Who is a slave from another mother and father? This now and this Angie now has the right that. My first child has she has the power that my first child ought to have, so she has the exact right and authority and legal right now. The right here is legal. So when you one day when he's doing something with the estate and you take him to the court, in their books, it is written that she is the legitimate heir and and lord over the estate. Can you see that? But God cannot push away Christ. Because without Christ, we won't even come. So see, Christ is your door to salvation. Christ is your door to redemption. Christ is your door to forgiveness. Christ is your door to adoption. Christ is your door to mercy. Christ is your door to grace. Christ is your door to every plan of God concerning our lives, Christ is the the door. Without him, there's no door. There's no door. Without him, there's no door. Thank you, Jesus. Now, go back to Ephesians 1. The Holy Spirit is showing me something here. Okay. Now, look at it. He said God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. You see, he has to be through Jesus. Then he said this is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. He didn't end there. The next one. So, we praise God for the glorious grace. In other words, what caused this to happen was grace. And what grace was it? Glorious one. And I explain what glory is. The proper estimate of his grace. He has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. So we belong to his dear son. Can you see that now? Then in verse 7, he added, He is so rich in kindness. Oh, this is our master. Look, Jesus was the one who bought you. And he said he's so kind. I mean, he's so rich in kindness and and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He's talking about the Father, yeah. dearest Father. You see, how does a slave? But hear what the Spirit said. This is almost like Joseph. How possible can a slave become a prime minister? How can Daniel? So you see, all these Old Testament things gave us an idea of adoption. What did Pharaoh say? He said from today, he made a declaration from today. This Joseph has their authority. Meanwhile, he had a son. He had authority over the the whole land of Egypt. Except me. Except me. Look at Daniel as well. Slaves who become prime ministers. And sit in high office. We were slaves. But by Jesus Christ. We are now heirs of the highest monarch. The highest potentate. <laughs> so every estate that God you know <laughs> look at this let me show you that you belong there show Anna translation conversations people won't get it please read one go everybody hold on you are what citizens of heaven. you are what Are. we are citizens of heaven where is this place where the Lord Jesus lives see we are citizens because of him <laughs> where he is is where we are that is why you are born again you cannot be in hell because he's not there where he is is where I am because I am in Him. We are inseparable. Is that clear now? Where Jesus is, is where I am. So He said, but we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. So if Jesus lives in hell, we are there. So where you are going shouldn't be your bother. Ask yourself, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus my qualification? Where is Jesus my worth? Wherever he will be is where I would be. He said, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. Now you know this one, savior of our bodies. Are you with me? But one amazing thing is that under the law of the Romans, it was only male children Who were adopted. But under God. Both women and men. Are placed into sonship. I didn't hear hallelujah. Do you remember. In the Old Testament. The daughters of Zelophead. They knew under the law that women are not heirs of their parents' properties. So the Bible says, when their father died, because their father had five children, women, and they didn't have a son, which means that now the inheritance must go to somebody else. But these daughters of Zelophiad they said, no, look at it. God had to change his mind on the law. Then came the daughters of Zelophehad. Okay, one day, a petition was presented by the daughters of Zelophiad, Mala. Noah, Hogler, milker and Teza. How many? One, two, three, four, five. Grace came. Where grace is, the status quo changes. Where grace is, the protocol gets changed. No, he didn't write the names for fun. He is telling you count and see. Yeah, where grace is, the protocol changes. Mallah, Noah, Hogla, Milca, and Teza. Their father, Zelophehad was a descendant of Hefa, son of Gilead, son of Mecca, and son of Manasseh, son of Joseph. Now, he's just trying to tell you the genealogy. That Zelophehad is a legitimate citizen. So, he gave you the genealogy all the way to Joseph. You remember Joseph's child, Manasseh? Yes. So he said Manasseh had a son called Mekheh. And Meka also had a son called Gilead. And Gilead also had a son called Hepha. And Hepha also had... Not a son. Descendants. So, you understand? Uh-huh. So one of them gave birth to Zelophiad. So if I were you, when I'm studying this one, you look for the meaning of Hepha. You look the meaning of Gilead. You look for the meaning of Hagar. uh, Mecca, and son of Manasseh. One, two, three, four, five. You are seeing Hepha, Gilead, Mecca, Manasseh, Joseph. Uh Uh-oh, you didn't see it. This is how steady the Bible is sweet. You look out for this. And when you look at the meaning of the names, it will be telling you a story. Right up to Joseph. This woman stood before Moses and Lazar the priest Now remember, Moses was their mediator. Eliezer, a priest. The tribal leaders and the entire community at the entrance of the tabernacle. This was a dangerous thing to do. The tabernacle only requires priest and high priest to get to the entrance and enter. But Grace decided to go. They stood before Moses, Eleazar, the priest, the tribal leaders, and the entire community at the entrance of the tabernacle. Our father died in the wilderness, they said. He was not among Korah's followers, go and read Abakura, who rebelled against the Lord. He died because of his own sin, but he had no sons. Why should the name of our father disappear from his clan? Just because he had no sons. Give us property along with the rest of our relative. So Moses brought their case. (laughs) Moses brought their case before the Lord. What case? The case from grace. What is grace saying? Grace says, under the law. If a father has no sons. Then they must look for extended relative to find a son, a man, a male to give the property to. But grace is law. Let's handle this well. Ah! And the Lord replied to Moses. Look at the Lord's reply. The claim of the debtors of Zelopheia is legitimate. Oh. Ah! When grace speaks for you. Who gave the law? God. But he gave the law to those who were under the law. But these daughters of Zelopheia decided to be different. They are saying no. We respect God and all that. That is why they spoke before Moses and all the other people. So much respect. We respect the law. However, grace must speak. So God says, Moses, because Moses didn't know what to do. Remember, Moses was the mediator. He took the law and brought it to the people. Now the people are saying, look, this is what it is, but it cannot be. And I think Moses is thinking about it and said, no, this, this thing they are saying, but I, I'm, the only, I'm, I'm only a mediator. So let me just take it to the Lord. When he presented the petition to God, God looked at it and said, Moses, the claim of the daughters of Zelophead is legitimate. Subject everything under grace. according to your to your pocket according to your hard work everything you need to all the money you need to have is supposed to be a thousand but grace says when you subject under grace you are saying that this is what effort gives and this is what karma says this is what the law says but I want grace to handle this Are you understanding, Grace? Yes, sir. He said, you must give them a grant of land along with their father's relatives. Assign them the property that would have been given to their father. And give the following instruction to the people of Israel. Now, God had to now alter the law for grace's sake. Oh... For, <laughs> for grace' sake. You deserved to have been punished. You and I. But grace spoke. God had to change the status quo. We were under the elements of this world. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You do good, you receive good. You do bad, you receive bad. But grace says, the story can be changed. That is why it is difficult for people to know that if a man, a born again in Christ, even since tomorrow, it is not recorded. They don't get it. Because they don't know that statement or that action is found in grace. And if it is found in grace, the story changes. He said, he says, give this instruction to the people of Israel. If a man dies and has no son, then give his inheritance to his daughters. I'm telling you, subject everything under grace. Forget it, I don't want to continue. They got their answer. Look, it was a, it was a, it was a dangerous decision. But remember, the story of Zelophiad was not about them. It was about us to know that if grace speaks for you God changes his mind protocols are broken for grace sake okay okay (laughs) it's grace for you please do you understand sonship now you didn't deserve to be a son but for the sake of grace For the sake of grace, you have become an heir. So look, I'm going to take you again through chapter, uh, Ephesians, Galatians, Romans. Yes, sir. And show you, and I'll end with the revelation, I'm done. Now look at it. Ephesians 1.5 reveals the scripture as something that is about to happen. Having predestinated us unto on to the adoption of, of, of children. So it looked like it hasn't happened yet. It looked like it is about to happen, something that will happen, which is true actually. Are you an heir now? Yes. But the fullness of your right and authority will come. Your full right and authority as an heir Right now, you are still, you have some, but you are still under training. You are still under training until you can, you can uh, if God gives you, he said all, all things are yours. You see, you can't handle it. He said by his stripes, you are healed. You see, you can't handle. So now you are being trained to handle the dynasty of God. So you are an heir temporally. But your full right will come later. Do you get it now? Yes. See amplified. No, I, I'm not saying you are not an heir. You are. But your right is not full yet. Okay, I'll show you. Your, your full right will come. For he foreordained us, predestined us, planned in, advance, in love for us to be adopted, revealed as his own children through... Jesus in accordance with the purpose of his will because it pleased him and was his kind intent. Now you go to Galatians 4, 5, King James. Now he said, to redeem them that were under the law, that they might. You see now? That they might receive. They might receive. Now he's still not saying you are not an heir. Because every child in the legitimate child in the family is, heir, is an heir. But the fullness of your rights, because the heir has rights like the son. So the right Christ has, you have, but it is not to the fullest. That's why you can't do a lot of things, even though you are one with Him. So we are still learning our right. Some of you haven't learned the right of healing. So you still you get sick, and you try, and you again you are and you are getting sick. Then you'll be healed. You are trying. There will be a time where you will ask, you will learn that right yes. okay. to a point where you don't get sick any longer. Yes, now you start healing people, because Jesus doesn't get sick; he heals people. Yes, <laughs> you get it now? Yes, so right now you are under 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 tutoring yes, on how to access your full right. Okay, go to Romans again. So 1 to Ephesians, 1 to Galatians, and 3 to Romans. So Romans 5, 8 8, 15 again. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. So here it tells you that you have become. You have become. You have received the spirit of adoption. So what Ephesians was saying and Galatians were saying was not about, the, about you being the heir, you being appointed or placed into sonship, but your full right, which we'll see later. Because once you are a child, you are an heir. So he will explain next. He, says 16, he said 16, he said, but the spirit himself, let's do amplify. I don't want to see itself. It's an error. He said, but the, the Spirit himself thus testifies together with our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. Now, yet yeah, children is not son. Children is legitimate member of the family. That's why I'm saying that Ephesians 1.5, translating adoption onto children was not correctly rendered. Because that one, that children is not taken on. That is heels.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond 9, at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the rain. Of heaven in a service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. for videos. You can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your god given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International contact services on platform. 233-5472-1773 or 233 8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.